It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome Sandy, thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in DC is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. <laughs> I'm a musician, I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Now, what are your thoughts on Alabama and these anti-abortion laws that they're passing in Alabama? Well, that they've passed. Is that healthy? I'm, I'm really worried about it. I, I tell you, I, I've taken care of a lot of women who've had uh, issues around childbirth. It's big time concern because I, I went to medical school in Philadelphia and I saw women who'd had coat hanger events. Mm. I mean, they're really traumatic events that happened when they were younger be, before Roe versus Wade. All right, so that is the voice of Dr. Mehmet Oz, and he is Dr. Oz, as everyone knows about from from television, is running for Senate in Pennsylvania, and that primary is this morning, and he is running uh, ahead by one point. I have a poll that just came in. This is um, a new Pennsylvania poll. It's SPNR. I don't know what that is, but Susquehanna is what it is. So it says that um, out of 400 likely voters, it shows a two-way tie between uh, Dr. Oz at 28% and Kathy Barnett, 27%. But there are, uh, among the voters, though, who've made up their minds in the last few days, Barnett leads at 45%. So now this is pretty incredible. And I the, I played that uh, clip for you of Dr. Oz because uh, he's obviously not pro-life. We've been telling you that. He is still a Turkish citizen. He voted in the last Turkish election. Uh, I have something from Jack Posobiec today. This is a tweet by Dr. Oz just uh, this is in March of 2018. He says, um, the CDC is not funded to study gun violence in this country. It's time we treat shootings as a public health problem. Contact your congressman today to demand they fund the CDC to comprehensively study gun violence in the band. Uh, so here's the point of that. Dr. Ross is pro-life. He's pro-gun control. That's in Pennsylvania. Uh, if you think that's a problem, then he's probably not your guy today, and yet he isn't wanting running a point ahead. He's been, of course, endorsed by President Trump, and as I've said before, I will say again, President Trump's endorsements are not always good. They're just not. You have to see who else is endorsing in the race uh, before you before you make up your mind. You've got to find out what they really stand for. Uh, it, it can't be about one man's opinion as much as we love President Trump, and I do love him. I respect him. I'm so grateful for the things he's done, but sometimes he gets it wrong. And on personnel, trust me, I've had an up-close-and-personal view of the kinds of things he's gotten wrong on personnel, and I think Dr. Oz uh, is troubling. Uh, and so that's uh, uh, there's more to say about that Pennsylvania race. Um, Kathy Barnett, by the way, uh, is certainly strongly pro-life. She's the, the product of a rape. Her mother was raped. And decided to keep her. She's a former. She's a veteran for ten years in the armed forces. She's a financial expert. She was an adjunct professor at Judson. They've really been taking her apart and accusing her of lying about her, her her biography. But as it turns out, she's telling the truth on all of it. We talked to her yesterday, and uh, she's been because she was unvetted. She they didn't expect her. They didn't expect this girl who's hardly funded. 
she's been she's been supported by the Susan B. Anthony list and by Club for Growth. Now that's two really good endorsements. In case you didn't know that, so she has she doesn't have no support, but compared to the others who've raised millions, uh, Kathy is way underfunded. But she uh, did so well at the uh, at the debate. People are supporting her, and she's at you know the big accusation against her. This is what the McConnell types who want the third candidate, uh, David McCormick, to win. Uh, is that she's not electable in the general. And she said to us yesterday, you may recall, she's, I asked her about that, How what makes you think you're electable? And she mentioned that the Democratic uh, guy who's in front, the heir apparent, the guy who looks like he's going to win, he's a progressive leftist, John Fetterman, uh, was guilty of uh, uh, pulling a gun on an, uh, an unarmed black man. Now, I don't know the full story on this. I'll tell you right up front. But yesterday, this morning in my clip box, was a clip in the past of Fetterman being accused of this. The first voice you hear is the uh, the uh, the black. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say, but he's got a. It looks like he's a bicyclist. Again, I I'm sorry, I don't have the full understanding of what this clip was, but it kind of lays out what happened with John Fetterman, which Kathy feels will keep him from winning the general election. This is clip ten. Uh, clip yeah, clip ten. Let's listen of me into North Braddock and pulled a shotgun and aimed it at my chest. Did you point the shotgun at him? No, I did not. But I may have broken the law during the course of it, and, uh, you know, I'm certainly not above the law. Trying to make it like it's okay. He's trying to justify what he did. I mean, you're the mayor of Braddock in North Braddock with a shotgun. You think it this was moment cold? changed you, though? It, it, it hasn't changed me. I, I believe that, you know what the truth is? Braddock had a gun problem. Braddock has a, a gun problem. And Philadelphia has a serious gun violence problem. And I've, I, I can't be afraid of the consequences of doing the right thing. Yes, yeah, so I don't get all of that. I don't claim to get all of that. But it looks as though John Fetterman, who is the lieutenant governor of uh, Pennsylvania, a progressive leftist, pulled a gun on an unarmed black man and pointed it at his chest. And so, you know, in, in this day's uh, in this day's culture and in Pennsylvania, there are a lot of black voters in Pennsylvania who will not be down with that. So when they tell you that she's not electable, I think that's the point in me telling you that. She just might be very electable for reasons that you can't see. And so uh, that's happening in Pennsylvania. Also, I want to mention another race in Pennsylvania today, again, is the primary. Uh, um, uh, in the governor's race, President Trump has endorsed Doug Mastriano over Lou Barletta. And I have an opinion about that, an informed opinion about that, because I watched uh, Doug Mastriano, who is was a state senator. He's a, a retired U.S. Army colonel. Man, I heard him. If any of you watched those uh, hearings on voter integrity in Pennsylvania, you saw him. He was an absolute champion. He was relentless. He was determined. He was principled. He was Amazing, very impressive. And so uh, I think this is where President Trump has made a good choice. Lou Barletta, I've interviewed and know him. Uh, Lou's been pretty good on the immigration situation for a number of years. I, if I had to say my hunch, it's just he doesn't have the passion. I don't know where he was on uh, you know, the election fraud uh, in Pennsylvania. He was certainly silent. And so um, I think uh, it looks as though Pre- President Trump's made a good endorsement there. So that's, that's today in... Um, in Pennsylvania, but of course there are other states, and I want to address them as quickly as I can. Uh, again, uh, what you need to do, we, uh, the American Family Association, by the way, participates in iVoter Guide, our AFA Action. By the way, this is AFA Action Day, and we're going to tell you more about what we're doing. But AFA Action is in the business of trying to identify really good candidates 
whether they are congressional or whether it's local races uh, or whether it's uh, ju- ju- judges. And we are kind of beefing up that part of the American Family Association. This is AFA Action. It's a separate organization but an affiliate, uh, and it's a different distinction, tax distinction. And one of the things that we do with that hat on is the iVoter Guide. The iVoter Guide is phenomenal. In fact, if that's where you should probably go there today as you're getting ready to go to the polls and you wonder, who should I vote for on this? iVoter Guide. iVoter Guide is the place to go. And we're going to talk about more again. I mean, like I said, we're beefing up AFA action. I'll be talking about that quite a bit in a few minutes uh, because we have the potential to make a huge difference in this country. It does boil down to who we elect. While we are still a lawful country, we operate through the law. And the law is that we still go to the polls and we elect people. And so as long as we do that, we have to help people be informed and motivate them to vote in any way that we can. And we're going to be trying to beef that up. And we probably will be asking, in fact, we will be asking if you'd be willing to help us with that. We need resources. We've hired a lot of new staff. And if you would like to help us, this is non-tax deductible because uh, the tax distinction for AFA action, uh, it can't be a tax deductible because it's a political uh, it's a political entity of AFA. It's 877-616-2396. You know, you wonder where you can give your money to, to candidates. And what, I always tell you not to give the Republican Party. Uh, there are other places I, I tell you to give directly to candidates. But if you want to make a difference in elections, a great way to do that is to help AFA Action get up, uh, build, beef itself up. It's already doing that. We're going to be talking about the new staff today. And you can help us because we need some resources to get this jump started. It's 877-616-2396. Okay, now the other, the other races today. We have, there's a primary in uh, Kentucky. I don't know, don't know much about that. I'm assuming there are school board races. There are local races. I think Rand Paul is, I believe, Rand Paul is up for re-election. I, you know, I'm not even sure of that. I, we're not hearing much about Kentucky, so uh, I don't think there's much convert, controversial going on there. But that doesn't mean you can't, you shouldn't vote. You've got to vote if you want the right people to win. So check iVoterGuide and see what's happening in Kentucky. Uh, in North Carolina, there's a big Senate race going on. And uh, Ted Budd, who is part of the... Um, uh, part of the uh, uh, Freedom Caucus, who has has done great, he's done a great job in Congress. He really has. He's uh, actually leading by a substantial margin. He's leading by 18 points. As this morning, uh, McCrory comes in second with 22.3, and Walker comes in third. So I'm not going to say anything more about that. I just know that there are lots of school board races, there are congressional races in North Carolina. So please, I voter guide or call someone that you trust, who you trust their views on the issues. Uh, and and go and make get, make an intelligent choice, and also you know judges, you know who knows. I I don't. Um, we're going to talk to Phil Jeregi uh, just in a second, and maybe we'll talk about whether I Voter Guide has uh, comments on judicial nominations. But we're getting into that as well. Also in Oregon, there's a big race for governor in Oregon. That's the one I'll center on. The incumbent is Kate Brown, and we know what a nightmare she has been. The people of Oregon have really suffered under her leadership and under the radical left leadership that they have put in place. You, know, you think of Portland and the, the homelessness and the drugs. It's just unbelievable. It's just like Seattle uh, and, and Antifa, nothing, you know, defunding the police. So in the last uh, five elections, Democrats have won this governor's race, but some feel, uh, informed people out there feel that this is a time when a Republican conservative could actually win. Uh, there are three people who have raised the most money who are in this race. There's numbers of people running for this, but 
Stan Pulliam is the mayor of Sandy. Uh, he is one most noted for his opposition to the COVID restrictions. Uh, he was a, he's a huge Trump supporter. I don't think President Trump has um, endorsed in this race, as far as I know. Uh, but he's that's who Stan is. Bud Pierce is an oncologist. Uh, they say that he has great name recognition. He has served in office before. Christine Drazen, um, she is probably the pick of the Republican Governors Association. I think she's a bit more bit into the business part of, um, you know, that there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just telling you, she that's who she is. Stan Pulliam looks like the red meat conservative to me in that race. But I again, this is what it looks to me like from reading this and that. You need to look at iVoterGuide and assess them. And then, uh, let's see, is there another race? Idaho. Idaho, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about Idaho. I'm sorry. So go to iVoterGuide because Idaho is important. Uh, and whatever races they have today, I hope that you will look at that iVoterGuide and find out what you need to do. Um, I want to tell you that um, there are a couple of other things. I'm hearing this from Georgia. This is from an insider. The, the election now is everywhere, large. and That's next Tuesday is Georgia's primary. The election now is everywhere, large and small counties, with efforts being above anything I've ever seen in Georgia. The Democratic Party already duplicating what they did in last election, and I think this is on uh, every level. They think they can grow the voters as they did before. That's just an uh, anecdotal from someone who knows, but um, just a warning. And then every day, you know, we have these reports of uh, more chicanery in the 2020 election, New Mexico. On uh, Monday, in Al- Alamogordo, Otera County, New Mexico, individuals involved in a 2020 election audit had a- have identified a feature in the Dominion voting machines that allowed ballots to be filled out by the machine itself. Uh, so, uh, just it's just a you know a steady drip of more bad news about what happened in 2020, and of course, the Republican establishment doesn't even want to talk about it, and that's why I'm not sympathetic or enthused about supporting any of them for our election. I think we are at a crossroads, and we need people that are willing to fight. Uh, And I think we have some that are willing to fight, and they need your support today. So please don't stay home in those states, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Oregon, Idaho. Go to the iVoter Guide and other resources that you think you can trust, and make a good choice and go vote. Okay, I'll say coming back, coming back next, we're going to be talking about the new, this is AFA Action Day, and we're going to be talking to you more about that, so don't go away. C.D. Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Jesus said, blessed are the persecuted, and they are suffering big time right now. This is Bible League International, and 19-year-old Aria was beaten by her own father and violated by local authorities. You know what her crime was? Simply that she gave her life to Jesus Christ after leaving radical Islam. Now, she didn't grow bitter. She grew bold, and with others in her evangelical church near Cairo, Egypt, they've seen more than 300 come to Christ, but as new believers are pressured to renounce Jesus, they need Bibles in order to endure and persevere. And elsewhere in the Middle East, Pastor Yusuf and a deacon in his church were kidnapped in broad daylight. His family was unable to pay the ransom, so the Islamic radicals, they beat Yusuf and killed the deacon. But you know, in spite of this mistreatment and the loss of his friend, Pastor Yusuf says it is an honor to suffer for Jesus. And that's why we're sending God's Word at $5 a Bible, $100 sends 20. Call 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give it sendbiblesnow.org, sendbiblesnow.org. God bless you for caring. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses. 
watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MetaShare has a new option called MetaShare 65+. Plus. MetaShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MetaShare 65+, Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings, very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Three middle school boys are facing an investigation after they referred to classmates by the wrong pronouns. The official charge, sexual harassment. The Keel Area School District in Wisconsin filed a Title IX complaint against the boys after they refused to call a classmate by the they-them combo platter. Rosemary Rabideau says her son refused to do so, saying it was his constitutional right. The boys have lawyered up. They have a pretty solid case. Attorney Luke Berg says schools cannot force minors to comply with a preferred mode of speaking. The school district says the boys were guilty of bullying and harassment. But it seems to me the kids should be given a pat on the back for understanding basic science and human anatomy. It's he or she, not they or them. To understand what's happening in our public schools, I'd recommend reading my book, Culture Jihad. It's available right now at ToddStarns.com. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Many Democrats are angry. You're, I know you're one of them. Uh, a lot of people in, in the grassroots are despondent over this draft ruling. And one reason why they're, they're upset is because conservatives have played the long game here. You know this. They have said over and over for decades that this was their goal to overturn Roe v. Wade and that Democratic leaders should have seen this coming. I'm sure you've heard well, this I mean, too. Well, no, I mean, the point is, is who would have ever suspected that a creature like Donald Trump would become president of the United States, waving a list of judges that he would appoint, therefore getting the support of the far right and appointing those anti freedom justices to the court. Let's not take our eye off the ball. The ball is this court, which is dangerous to the freedoms of a country. So, Beware in terms of, of uh, marriage equality. Uh, beware in terms of other aspects of it. And so it is. Uh, let's not waste our time on that. The fact is, this is a dangerous court to families, to freedom in our country. 
And that is why people have to mobilize them. My saying is we don't agonize, we organize. And what, we go out there and, what and make sure people know that if they, that actually elections have consequences. So what the impact will elected, this have on the midterm? What's his name did? Well, I would hope that we could have some resolution of it. Yes. Well, this is a big plan, and it's a, you know it's actually looking to be pretty effective, and that is to have this whole abortion debate come up right before the midterm elections. I actually have a, in my hand a notice from one of the, the far-left uh, groups organizing Voice Save America about how this is, this is the best message to motivate Democrats and swing voters, to tell them they're going to lose their you know, gay marriage, they're going to lose everything because this is a, what, what did she call it? She said it's a, a dangerous court, an anti-freedom justices. So that's the, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. All right, well, the, uh, certainly the, those of us that believe in truth and the Constitution uh, have our hands full in fighting back all these tentacles. And that's why AFA Action has decided to really beef up our operations. AFA Action Day is today. And it's uh, the way this works, AFA Action is not a 501c3. It's a different category. It's a sister companion organization to the American Family Association, but separate leadership and separate funding. And that's why today we're asking for your help as we beef this up. And I'm going to explain to you uh, what we what we're doing. The phone number, if you're even if your curiosity is piqued right now, just write this down. And after we talk, if you feel like this is something you'd like to give your money to, we would we would welcome it and we would appreciate it. Our phone number is eight seven seven six one six two three. Nine six eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Among the many things that AFA Action does is this participation in the I Voter Guide, which arguably is probably the most comprehensive, effective voter guides in the country. And so I just can't say enough about you going to that I Voter Guide and find out what's happening in your races. And just to be specific, your financial support will help us reach our goal of ensuring that voters are better informed to elect conservative school board members state legislators, governors, state Supreme Court judges, members of the U.S. Congress, and the presidency. Your contribution will also help us expand our research to promote constitutionalist judges to federal district courts, appellate courts, and the U.S. Supreme Court. AFA action can make a real difference, and uh, it's really true, and that's why we're asking for your help. Again, the phone number is 877-616-2393. Nine six, and with that, let me introduce uh, one of our one of the new members that we have, Philip Jeregi. Jer- You've uh, Phil has been on with me several times, but he is now the senior counsel and director of AFA Action Center for Judicial. Renewal and so good morning and welcome to your new position, Phil. I'm so happy you've joined us. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Sandy. It's an honor to be with you guys and to be with you this morning. Thanks. Well, I started, you know, by playing that clip of Nancy Pelosi fearmongering about this particular court. And that kind of, it's a good transition to what your role is going to be with this. You're the director, again, of the new Center for Judicial Renewal. What, what's the goal here? What are you trying to do? Sure. Well, it's judicial renewal. And, and uh, Speaker Pelosi could not be further from the truth about what we're after and what we're aiming for. Uh, we, don't, we don't want, quote, conservative justices or judges. We want judges who do their job. Judges who, when they put on a robe, they don't take sides they get out of policy, and they let policymakers make policy. And what that looks like is reversing Roe versus Wade, because Roe versus Wade was an intrusion into politics. The court had no business getting involved in that issue. 
So Lord willing, they're going to get out of it. And what that means is that, uh, uh, Sandy, your constituents, my constituents, Nancy Pelosi's supporters and constituents, all of us will have a much greater say in what uh, what policy is on abortion. And so we're for democracy. We're for uh, a constitutional republic. Nancy Pelosi's not. She's for a judicial oligarchy, which they've had for about 50 years, run by a bunch of liberals. And that's changing. And you can tell she she doesn't like it. You know, I just want to, as a kind of a, a counter to hearing what she had to say, Justice Thomas and his wife, Jenny, have been under tremendous attack recently. And he's Argue, besides Sam Alito, he, they, they probably vie for the most conservative yes. justice on the court. But there's this really fun clip of Justice Thomas who was speaking just recently, just a couple of days ago. And I've actually told my listeners how funny he is and what a great laugh he has. Yep. So this is the demon on the court that the left would like to destroy. This is Justice Clarence Thomas, clip seven. One of the things I say in response to the media is when they talk about, especially early on, about the way I did my job. I said, I will absolutely leave the court when I do my job as poorly as you do yours. (laughs) And that was meant as a compliment, really. (laughs) I think we've neglected this side of the room as well. Oh, gosh. All the way over here, yes. (laughs) It really is good to be me. It really is. Uh, very quick. All right, I want you to hear his laugh because it's infectious. Okay, it is. So, so Phil, what's been happening with our courts? We Clarence Thomas had to go through such a huge, oh. horrendous battle uh, to to be on that bench. They humiliated him yeah. and his wife, and he would not quit. I know um, it's it's amazing. And there was a there was a, a documentary about him about two years ago, and one of the things he talked about was the he called it a high tech lynching. They came after him to try to destroy him. His wife, Ginny, said that the uh, left took what she called a kill shot against him, and they missed. Um, Justice Thomas also said that he said this about himself. He said, the man that went into the hearing before the Senate to become a justice, he said, that man, referring to himself, that man is dead. He said, I'm a new man. It changed him. It had a refining effect. And Sandy, I, I believe the mistake that the left made against Justice Thomas they're making right now against these five justices who've agreed to this draft opinion to reverse Roe. And I believe the fire they're bringing, the Lord is using that as a refining fire to really change these justices and make them a whole lot more um, useful for the Lord and for the kingdom and really for the Constitution. Let me just, as a just a fact point, that, that documentary is called Created Equal, and it's phenomenal. Perfect. That's a Justice Thomas life. But um, let's talk for a second it seems to me, Phil, and you've, I've, you and I have talked privately about that there was a renewed need to do a different kind of vetting yes. of judges, and that's a huge part of what you're going to be doing yep. as the Senior Counsel and Director of AFA Action's Center for Judicial Renewal. Explain ab- what you're planning to ab- do. Absolutely, and I would just do a quick plug that folks that care about the Supreme Court support AFA Action. You can go there at afaaction.net and support us. But the work that we're doing, Sandy, is massive because I think without the team here with the Wildman family and AFA and AFA Action and Rob Chambers and everybody, we wouldn't have the justices we have on the court and they wouldn't be reversing Roe right now. I don't, I don't think that's an overstatement. I think it's exactly true. But um, we have the opportunity to review justices. And it was two summers ago that we were 
working on this, reviewing a list of justices even before there was a vacancy, so that when that vacancy occurred, AFA action was ready. We went to work, and um, I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but but AFA action made a difference. I don't think we would have gotten Amy Coney Barrett had AFA not been prepared and working. And uh, it looks like Justice Barrett will be the fifth vote to reverse Roe. We, we couldn't have relied on John Roberts to do that. But Amy Coney Barrett appears to be the justice who's going to be the fifth vote to reverse Roe. And Sandy, you think about it. Two years ago, would we have thought two years from then we'd be sitting here with Roe about to be reversed? It's amazing. No, no way. Uh, no way. Uh, you know, and so it's interesting, you know, reflecting on what Nancy Pelosi just said, She, what she said, these are the anti-freedom justices. Who would have thought that a creature uh, like Donald Trump would be elected and appoint these, I forgot, adjective, but dangerous judges? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is the left's view. Well, it isn't their, really their view. They're not that stupid, but this is what they say because they're trying to whip up people into a frenzy to fight. This is just not true. These people are very reasonable. They just have a different opinion. They do. About life and other things. Exactly. And and what they say is often the opposite of what's true and what they actually believe. But these justices are not anti-freedom. They're for freedom. Nancy Pelosi is the one that doesn't want the people making these decisions. Think about it. We have 330 million Americans who can vote, elect representatives, and decide policy. Nancy Pelosi doesn't want that. She wants them in bondage to five unelected lawyers on the Supreme Court to make all the decisions on policy. These justices are not making so much of a pro-life decision as they are a constitutional decision to say the Constitution doesn't contain the word abortion. So we're not going to act like it does. We're sending it back to the states where it should be so that Nancy Pelosi and Sandy Rios and the rest of you can decide this issue. It's yours, not the court's decision. And to just to, to uh, confirm your point, I always like to remind people that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the famous leftist pro-abortion champion, uh, said that Roe versus Wade was wrongly decided. So yes. this is not like a ridiculous decision that Roe versus Wade was That's wrongly right. decided. She probably would have voted. I don't know what she would have done. She was, but if if she done, if they had voted on this when she said that, she would have voted against it. But um, let's so let's talk a bit. Look, I think we probably should explain how there's a long game here when sure. it comes to preparing people for the Supreme Court. There are lower courts. What is AFA Action and the Center for Judicial Renewal going to be doing about that? So we're researching both federal judges and state court judges, and Guide has been doing this. So literally from state to state, uh, we have state Supreme Court judge races that we're reviewing and, and uh, letting voters out there look at the voter guide and decide who they want to vote for. And that's never been more important than now, because if Roe is reversed, this issue is going back to the states, and then we're going to have state legislature battles, and some of those will end up in state courts. So the, the state Supreme Court justices are incredibly important, and I Voter Guide's been way ahead of the curve on reviewing those, and we get to participate. But then also we review federal judges, and the, the process for federal judges in every state because those are federal judges, is that the president nominates the judge and then the Senate votes to confirm them by a greater than 50 margin. So that's what we're doing on a federal level. And that's incredibly important, too, because many cases reach the Supreme Court and those are massive battles, but probably 99% of legal cases do not reach the Supreme Court. They're decided at the district and, and circuit court levels. And so reviewing those judges is very important. And Sandy, the, the final thing that I want to say is we don't just research, we lobby. That's the beauty of AFA action and what we do is we're able to not just learn about it, 
we engage. We engage with voters. We engage with the senators. And we can do it in an unlimited way. We can spend 100% of our time uh, engaging with lobbying, whereas a 501c3 can't. So the support of AFA Action is massive because the many of your listeners out there want us to take action. They want us reaching into political circles, and that's what we do. So the funding for AFAaction.net is key so that we have a staff with myself and others that can really work at that full time. Yes. And um, in fact, let me just give the phone number again. It's 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Now, a couple of observations. I know I've been voting for a very long time. And uh, when these long ballots come, I go into the voting booth, uh, when it comes to the judge selection, I, I'm just lost, except for some years I knew more than I did. Uh, knew, uh, we don't get to vote on Supreme Court judges where they have their name recognition. Right. You know, we're voting for people we don't know anything about unless we've been in court or unless we're in the legal community of our of our state. And so this is really revolutionary, really, that iVoterGuide is covering these statewide races. Um, and the, uh, the other thing, too, I think that you would certainly agree with me, Phil, is that we've had a breakdown, I think, in vetting judges. We have relied on uh, yeah. other entities uh, that have not been as conservative or as concerned about moral issues as we are. And uh, this is – we're trying to st- sort of set a new standard That's right. uh, for George. Just could you say a word about that, please? Sure. Well, I mean, there have been other people who focused on this over the decades and – you know, sometimes we've looked at the results and we've said, well, that, that wasn't done the right way. We think we could do better. Well, okay, <laughs> let's do better. Let's get engaged. And so um, AFA has done a great job of seeing that need and stepping into it. And they've been doing that, but we're now really increasing it. And so we're, we're researching uh, Supreme Court nominees now, Sandy, so that the next time we have a constitutionalist in the White House and there's a vacancy, we can get that decision right. Because as your listeners know, um, you can you can get a bad congressman out in two to six years. You can't do that with a Supreme Court justice. They may be there for a generation and a half, 30, 35 years. So we have to get that right, and we work on it way ahead of time so that when we have another opportunity, we're going to get a great justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, I I just said uh, this is – I don't think I'm spilling anything, but I, I, I remember being with you in, in D.C. recently. Uh, where you vetted a series of judges. One mm-hmm. would be a great candidate for the Supreme Court. I'm not going to yes. say anything about who, but I was so impressed. And uh, that's what I was trying to say. This is a long game. It is. You don't just suddenly, now there's a vacancy, now let's scramble to find someone who has a great resume. It's kind of like these candidates running for office. When they're running, they all say they're they're conservative, pro-life, or whatever. But these are candidates. That's right. Judges don't respond in that way. Uh, but they all say, what are their constitutional conservatives, whatever the buzzword is. But it, you, it takes work to actually feel, see what they're doing, not what it they're does. saying. It does. It does. And I'll just say this too: we had our first meeting with some law clerks yesterday. We have five of them working for us this summer, assisting our team with re- researching future Supreme Court justices. And so, again, people may think, "Well, why are you doing that now? Shouldn't we be fighting the present bat- battles?" And the answer is, "Yes, we're doing both. <laughs> with your help, we're able to do that, guys. So we're we're funding both the present research, but we're also getting ready." Or as Sandy said, the long game. Yeah. Sandy, I want to mention something too. As people support AFA Action, one of the things that you can do is sign up for a monthly contribution because what that does is it helps us budget. The large one-time contributions are wonderful, but but I really love the monthly faithful contributors who just say, I'm going to give $50 a month or 100 or you know 20 if that's what you can do. But those types of Monthly gifts help us budget, and they're a real blessing to us. So please, please consider that, everybody. 
Yes, and let me say again, because I think this will be confusing to people. Uh, when I was president of CWA, we had two entities. We, we had more than two, but uh, in terms of tax designation, we were a 501c3, which was tax, uh, tax deductible were the donations, and we could do educational things, but we could not directly influence political po- politics, right. could not endorse candidates and all of that. And then our political, our CWA action, uh, was able to, you know, raise money for candidates and support people openly. They have to be distinct because of tax law. And that's what I know many of you have just given to AFA, and thank God you did. Our share was wonderfully successful. But AFA Action is a completely separate entity. And so if you're listening and you have kind of an interest and you really see, as I see, that if we are, as long as we remain a lawful nation and a lawful citizenry, we have to change this country through the ballot box. And so the way you do that, and through, ju- through the judiciary, the way you do that is to take action, and that's what we're doing, to select good candidates, to vet judges, uh, so that we don't, we're not in the mess that we're in. I don't think I'd need to spend five seconds explaining to people why bad judges have done such horrible things yes. in this country. In fact, I'm going to talk about the Sussman trial as soon as you and I say goodbye. <laughs> There's a few things to say about that, Judge, and I will say them in a minute, but it's very yeah. important. And by the way, our phone number is 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396, or you can go to afaaction.net, afaaction.net, and, and as uh, Phil said, you can sign up for the, the alerts, and that they don't send many of them. I think there's maybe one a week. So it's not like it's going to flood your inbox. And so you can go there and uh, you know keep up with what's happening in the political realm and in the judicial realm. Phil, just a little bit more from you before we say goodbye. Sure. On the accusations by Nancy Pelosi that this anti-freedom group of judges who want to overturn Roe versus Wade, the next they're going to come after gay marriage and they're going to they're going to take away all your liberties. Uh, could you respond to that? Sure. Um, you know, on the abortion question, my the question I'd have for Nancy Pelosi is, if you think that the court should be protecting abortion, where is it in the Constitution? Where is it? Where is it a right in the Constitution that the court can do that? And I would ask the same question about marriage. Uh, I would give Nancy Pelosi a billion dollars if she can find the words gay marriage in the U.S. Constitution. It's not there, and she knows it isn't. This is a big joke that the court has stepped in to try to be the vanguard for the left and create all these new rights that are not in the law. That's what they've been doing. They've been, they've been, they were losing in the legislative arena, so they got the court to step in 50 years ago and start creating new rights illegitimately. Um, but now that's shifting, and they're losing what for them was this wild card, that any time they had to get a win and they couldn't do it politically, they would illegitimately usurp power engage in an unconstitutional act and get the judiciary to step in and legislate from the bench whatever their pet liberal cause was. So yes, they're going to lose those things under a constitutional court. The good news is it still is an issue for the American people to decide, and the victory isn't won when that happens. It just means we get to fight, and if we win politically, we can keep it. All right, and so just imagine, all of you, if for, for that we could actually manage to educate voters on where uh, these officers, uh, people running for office in the states, for judges, all of that. If we were able to educate Americans so that they had a source, the Ivy Voter Guide, which they do, and they went to that source and we transformed our country through the system, just imagine what a difference that would make to if a conservative president wins the next time, a ju- conservative judges waiting for vacancies would be in the roster. And that's what AFA Action 
is trying to do. And so we need your help. It's 877-616-2396. Phil Geraghty. Phil, Phil, it's great to talk to you. Thanks and welcome to the team. Absolutely. Thanks, Sandy. <laughs> okay. Sandy Rios in the morning, AFR Talk. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. One of the most common beliefs is that he will evaluate our lives, our good works and our bad, and then, like a high school teacher who's grading on the curve, he will decide who gets into heaven and who doesn't. But nothing could be further from the truth. Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, Signs, next time on Turning Point. 5.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central on American Family Radio. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man the one who had had the legion, sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Mark described the Gadarean demoniac, the one who said, My name is Legion, for we are many, as living among the tombs, breaking free from shackles and chains, howling in the night, and cutting himself with stones. But Jesus cast the demons out of him. And when the townspeople saw him with Jesus... Free, clothed, and in his right mind, that is when they were afraid. If you've recently been freed by Jesus, don't be surprised if it makes your old friends uncomfortable. It's not you, it's them. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The Internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family. And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may He give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. In the Navy, this moment would require klaxons to sound general quarters in response to an emergency situation requiring all hands on deck. A webinar yesterday confirmed that America's sovereignty is in imminent jeopardy, not because of enemy action, but at the hands of the Biden administration. Specialists in medicine, human rights, diplomacy, and investigative journalism, and two former legislators told our Stop Vaccine Passports Task Force that unless dramatic action is promptly taken, Team Biden will offer unvetted amendments giving an unaccountable and deeply compromised international bureaucrat authority over U.S. public health crises. What could possibly go wrong? 
video of the webinar will be available shortly at stopvaxpassports.org. As there isn't a moment to waste, I urge you to go there today to send a personal message to your elected representatives telling them to stop the surrender of our sovereignty now. This is Frank Gaffney. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at sandy at AFR.net. That's sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Well, I've learned never to count out the Americans speaking as a Canadian. I mean, your country has been through all sorts of upheavals in the past. Things were quite unstable, say, between 1968 and 1972 probably about as unstable as they are now, perhaps even more so. And you sailed through, you know, with flying colors, and you have an incredibly diverse culture with many, many pockets of independent strength, constant creativity, constant ability to renew yourselves in the aftermath of setbacks. So I'd always be loath to count the Americans in particular out. Um, having said that, I believe that the threat posed by these nonsensical ideologies is genuine. I certainly believe the universities have been corrupted to an almost untenable degree. Dr. Jordan Peterson, Canadian, uh, he's an intellectual speaker, writer, author. Um, he's, he's got a brilliant mind. There's interesting about him. I, there's some question about whether he's become a Christian. I'll just mention that. That has nothing to do with that clip, but it's just interesting. But the point of the clip is, he reminded me of Katie Hopkins, who was my guest last uh, last Friday, when she said that, you know, America gives her hope. She comes here because um, it gives her hope. Britain, she feels, is gone. But America still has fight. And that's what Jordan Peterson just said. And I just wanted to tell you that because I think that's true also. And that it has, why does it have fight? I told Katie last week the reason it has fight is because we have people who genuinely believe in God, the one true God, believe so strongly that they're willing, honestly, to lay down their lives, and they're willing to fight. And it makes them fight for truth. Those that have a real heart for God want there to be justice, want God's justice, not social justice. There may be some social justice that's God's justice, but it is not exclusively social justice. It's what's right and what's wrong, according to Scripture, according to wisdom, uh, it's inju no injustice to anybody, regardless of color. You know, they keep making these shootings all about color. You know, this the guy that uh, did the killings in California at that church was Chinese, killing Asians, okay, because he doesn't like Taiwanese, it sounds like, from the reports. He's a, he's from mainland China, and they hate, hate the Taiwanese. So he killed them in the church. So let's see, is that a hate crime? I'm guessing, yeah, that's kind of a hate crime. And then, of course, we've got the shooter uh, in uh, in Buffalo, who killed all those people in a grocery store who wrote this, you know, manifesto about, you know, uh, brown and black people eradicating the white race. And he is a, he's a, the quintessential definition of a racist. And he's white, killing black people. Well, what about all the, what about the black man in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, who drove through the Christmas parade and killed so many people? Children, old ladies, they were all white. The, the My point I'm trying to make is that People who understand and love God don't look at the world in color. He he told us, you know, in Christ there's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, slave, slave nor free, uh, Scythian or grace, or, you know, other words that are not familiar to us. But basically it says, you know, male or female, God does not. He looks on the heart, 
not on the outward appearance. And as far as I can tell, and I think the headlines over the weekend kind of illustrated that, that kind of wickedness doesn't have a favorite color. Uh, that kind of injustice, murdering people because of your hatred, regardless of what the hatred is about, uh, is just wicked. And that's the kind of justice. We can't have this. We can't have this. And so that's why the people of God in this country are still fighting, because we actually trust God, believe in him, and we know that His there's power in his name and power in his word, and that this is really the answer for people everywhere, is the power of God in their lives. So, yeah, I think we do stand out, but it's because we have a great God, because we still serve him. The British have forgotten. They've just forgotten. They've replaced—you know, Katie was even saying that they— um, they can't wave a British flag anymore because it's offensive to people from all the other countries. Uh, they have been so, so pressed down and so Islamized, really. Uh, that's part of it, which is interesting to me because Kathy Barnett uh, running in Pennsylvania is taking a hit for all the things she said bad, badly about Islam. In fact, Mehmet Oz is speaking up. You know, he says it's horrible, the things she's saying. And as far as I can tell, she's saying things that are very, um, maybe not artful, I would say they're blunt force truth, uh, that we, we when the Islamic community is allowed to grow, they don't play well with others. Uh, and it's worse than that, but she didn't say it that kindly. So I'm just telling you, uh, that's the reason why we have backbone and spine, because we, we have a great God, and we have a different perspective. We see things through the light of eternity, not through what's best for us today or what's uh, the most expedient, or what will keep my job, or what... And I guess <clears throat> those of you that think, well, I do kind of think about that, I'm just suggesting that you get, you abandon, just uh, live your life with self-abandonment, and go all in. Go all in in your service to Jesus, and fight. Okay, so <clears throat> now here's... Oh, I had so many things I wanted to share with you today. <clears throat> Yesterday, the Sussman trial started, and I have said so little about this just because of real estate and time. Trying to cover too much, and um, I, I do want to add. Also, remember there are primaries this morning in North Car- or today, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Oregon, and Idaho. Please be sure to go to iVoter Guide and figure out who you need to vote for. Make a list, get a sample ballot. You can probably print it out. Out, you know, make it easy for yourself. But be informed, and you can be informed. You don't have to go in there. And even if you can't figure out every single person, then just leave it blank. Uh, but don't vote straight ticket. I think that's not wise. I think you should really think about what you're doing. All right, so uh, today is, uh, yesterday was the beginning of the Sussman trial. What does that mean? It means this, that John Durham, who was elected, uh, elected, appointed special prosecutor to figure out what happened with the so-called Russian collusion, he's been working for a long time now, and it's so complicated that people have just got, their eyes have glazed over, but basically the first trial started yesterday. It's a trial against a man named uh, uh, Sussman. I can't, why can't I think of his last name? I think it's John. <clears throat> John Sussman uh, went to the FBI, to the head legal counsel, and basically said, look, I've got this uh, information on this candidate Trump, and I'm not coming to I'm not working for anyone. I'm just representing myself. We've got this in writing, this little speech. Uh, I just, well, I'm concerned. I'm a concerned citizen. So he goes and he dumps the dossier and this information, false information, which he knew was false. He was also being paid by the Clinton campaign. And he dumps it at the FBI's doorstool, doorstool, <laughs> doorstop. And uh, the FBI then proceeds. But, of course, the FBI was inclined to proceed. 
and the trial starts today. I've got I wanted to play more clips about this, but I just would tell you that this is very important. I think at the very least, um, I'm not optimistic about a conviction because of the reasons I'll tell you in a second. But Durham really is exposing. What would we do without him? How would we know that this was connected? Well, it was um, Devin Nunes and Cash Patel who actually uncovered the connections to the Clinton campaign, the lies and the dossier. They tried to destroy, uh, what, the creature Donald Trump, as Nancy Pelosi says, they knew what they were doing. It was an all-out all out intrigue, and it really was an insurrection. That was the real insurrection. Try to destroy a sitting president, and the FBI was part of it. And it's uh, it's worse than I just say. That's as simply put as I know how to make it. But um, so they're going to. The problem is the trial, of course, is in D.C. And yesterday they uh, had the select jury selection. Yesterday, the U.S. Judge Christopher Cooper. I'll tell you about him in a second. He presided over that first day of jury selection. And here's the problem: uh, Durham's team attempted to keep pro Clinton partisans off the jury, but ultimately Judge Cooper allowed them. Special counsel Durham's team objected to putting one Clinton contributor on the panel after the man said he would he would strive for impartiality as best I can. But the prosecution was overruled by Washington, D.C. federal judge Christopher Cooper, who said that the man who works in public policy for Amazon and appeared to be in his 40s expressed a high degree of confidence that he could be impartial. Another Clinton supporter, a former bartender who appeared to be in her 20s, said she'd also donated to uh, firebrand um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but was put on the panel because, uh, and then there were others. I don't know, I'm running out of time here. But let me tell you about the judge. The judge, Christopher Cooper, was uh, nominated by Barack Obama. He, His wife, Amy Jeffress, was Lisa Page's attorney. Lisa was the FBI attorney colluding with uh, Peter Strzok to destroy President Trump. We have their email. Uh, so his wife, the judges, Judge Christopher Cooper's wife, was the attorney who defended Lisa Page. Oh, it goes on and on. Maybe I'll come back uh, to it. I probably should because the trial's uh, maybe actually starting today, and you'll be hearing a lot about it. So I hope that helps you to understand the background, um, and we'll talk about it more. Okay, don't forget to uh, to go to... The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.